welcome to Let Me Talk Podcast, Episode 8. Alana Spencer started off as just an actor, but has since expanded her skill sets to becoming a director and the next upcoming acting coach. In this episode, we talk all about how she juggles the many hats she wears in the industry, as well as being a new mum to twin girls. Let's get into this episode. Hey, Alana, thank you so much for coming on Let Me Talk Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. So basically, with the, f- the first part of our podcast here, we start with a rapid fire just to break the ice. Are you up for doing that? <laughs> yes, go for it. Awesome. So this question is not really rapid fire, but I feel like it's necessary. Okay. What, what actor do you admire the most and why? Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, I think I actually admire... Tom Hardy. Uh, I mean, I go through phases of who I who I really adore, um, but he's always one that I am just obsessed with his um, energy and presence on screen and his groundedness. And like, I kind of feel like I would love to have that energy, but like the female form, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's just so strong and grounded. And I think that there's just this like, you know, ease about him that just he channels down yeah, in all of his roles, and I, I really admire his work. Yeah, amazing. Comedy or drama? And this can be, like, what you like or what you prefer to act in. Oh, um, it depends. I mean, I think some of my favourite comedies are the ones where they're the truth about life, so they're often dramas, but they're so, like, um real that it's it's comedy if that makes sense like yeah yeah you know you kind of relate to them in such a way that it's like yep my life's also a shit show (laughs) yeah of course um so I kind of like yeah films that balance the both and I love working on scripts that balance both as well perfect tv or film or you know what I would have always said film but these days tv you know, some of them are films. Um, So I think, you know, as an actor and also as a filmmaker, we've got so much more choice now um, because, you know, TV is pumping out some very, very good um, series. And I think we're very blessed in that way. So I'm I'm so bad at these questions. (laughs) Oh, no, that's really good. I think TV is awesome too. Like films, good films, like Mm. on another level, but TV's like chasing up, like they're pretty, they're equaling that level as well. So it's pretty good. Um, Indie or blockbuster? Definitely indie. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the last one is when are you most inspired? Ooh. Um, You know, I want to say something really like, arty and say oh when I'm moving my body and like you know or while I'm doing you know animal work or something like that but you know what I get the most inspired it's when I'm in the shower or going to the toilet um yeah literally you're like stop thinking about what you're doing and then all of a sudden these flood of ideas like start coming to you and I so I've, I've always found like bathrooms actually really um (laughs) they're my little space where I can actually get the most um inspiration because I think I'm just 
concentrating on either doing my hair or my makeup or going to the toilet or whatever. And I think that, um, especially in this day and age now with like, um, you know, kids, I sort of, that's my little moment of peace. And then that's where I can kind of, yes, sort of tune into how I'm feeling for the day. So, you know what, I'm going to go with, yeah, the bathrooms, the shower or the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with that. That is like literally the same as me. I, I find the most like calm, I'm in the most calm state, most like personal space I can be in like the bathroom and all that so you have so much time to think Mm -hmm. even if it's like not a lot of time like even if it's like five minutes but it's still it's it's still a good amount of time yeah there's something there's actually something very special about bathrooms (laughs) yeah definitely well that that was a good rapid fire some people take forever but I'm happy that was good (laughs) um so basically I just want to get started and like get into how you first got into the industry. Um, I'm assuming it was acting to begin with and like, yeah, just through the background, like give the audience a little back, bit of background to your journey at the early, the earlier stages. Um, I mean, ever since I was very, very little, um, I just, I don't know, I, I just, I've loved performing. And I think, you know, my mom used to say that I was, singing before I could talk and you know so and she she's very um she's very opposite to me she was a very big tomboy growing up um and then I popped out and I'm just just I was just singing and dancing and mum was like right well I've got to do something with you (laughs) and she yeah got me into dancing and I did that for many years but it took me a really long time to figure out that it wasn't so much actually dancing that I enjoy but it was being on the stage um dancing actually stresses me out (laughs) oh yeah same honestly yeah I feel like this there is a lot of pressure with being a dancer and I take my hat off to every dancer and you know sometimes dancing comes very naturally to people but for me it absolutely doesn't yeah Um, but yeah it wasn't until I was in my sort of teenage years that it really started to hit me that I just loved being on stage. And so that's when I sort of started to move away from like the traditional dancing and started um, doing the musicals and, um, you know, sort of following down the stage route. And um, yeah, I did a um, a course at the National Theatre in St Kilda. Yeah. And that's where I really found my love for acting. It was the first introduction to something that wasn't just purely based on musical and singing and dancing. And that's where I really um, learned that I had so much to learn, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I feel like theatre is a whole different level of learning compared to like film and TV because theatre is like you only really have one goal at it like you can't go back and do another take yeah yeah so yeah did the course there for a year and um you know learnt through there that I needed a lot of um work and therapy and (laughs) all this sort of stuff and um it wasn't till the year after that that I auditioned for 16th street um actor studio and that's that's really where um my training got serious and um, my love for being an an actor just came alive. I think that um, I always knew it, but it wasn't until I was really around a lot of other um, very good actors as well that kind of just cemented like, oh no, this is is where I'm meant to be and this is what I want to be doing. So um, 
yeah, that's kind of how I started out as just this little girl who loved to sing and dance and be on stage. And um, now, yeah, I'm in a place that I never would have thought I was now as a filmmaker, but yeah. um, I owe it to that little girl that just, I don't know, just wanted to be, be under the lights, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And with moving from theatre to uh, 16th Street, did you find any difficulties or like differences in how um, the actors are towards each other? Like did you find a different level of competitiveness I did. 16th Street Street versus the theatre or? Yeah, and it's actually, I haven't really thought about that, but that's an excellent question. Um, I think coming from... Um, musicals especially because that's kind of where I was that there's this I don't know what the right word for is but you know when you're in a show they become your family Um, and you know yeah there's cattiness and and all of that sort of stuff but for the majority like I'd, I'd always been surrounded by very supportive networks and I was very blessed with that and then when I went to 16th Street And don't get me wrong, I now have friends for life and, you know, um, girlfriends that I, oh, my gosh, I'm so, so lucky to have met them. But, yeah, there was definitely a level of competitiveness that I was not braced for as a young girl. Oh, I was like 21 when I went there. But, um, yeah, I I used to, I explain this to people sometimes and I used to know when I'd done well in a role or done well in the workshop because the class would stop talking to me. And I think that that's something that, yeah, is kind of like, I wish that it wasn't there, but I do feel like, and I think it's getting better, but yeah, I definitely think that I think as actors, we're all just like traumatized. Yeah. You know, we're all like very insecure. We all have something. We all have something. So we're just, and especially when you're dealing with emotions and you're dealing with like, not only your own, um, insecurities and um, triggers from your, you know, from your life that you're using into your work. We're all in such a vulnerable, raw state. And so I look back now and I'm like, I don't think anyone was meaning to be mean or competitiveness, but it was there because we're just so open and raw. And I, I saw it so easily and I, and it did affect me. It did, you know, it's definitely, um, knocked my self-esteem about sometimes, you know, there's this kind of underlying fear that if I do really well, I'll lose friends. Um, and, you know, through my own That's therapy. That's like such a shitty way to um, to be left thinking like that because I feel like if you do a good job, like it should be the total opposite. But I feel. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, I've got girlfriends now that, are just my rocks, you know, they're my world and they're, and they're, they were in that class, you know, and you sort of band together with the people that, you know, who have your back and, um, and stuff like that. But yeah, there was definitely some older, um, people in the class that just, yeah, have their own sort of stuff going on. Yeah. And I, I don't hold any of it against them. I know, like I said, we're all in such a raw open space. And I think that, oh, yeah, it's, it's hard. Like 16th street did so much for me. Like it changed me as an artist. It really made me find who I, who I was. Um, but yeah, that, that level of competitiveness definitely stepped up because you're, you're around professionals, you know, and it was the talk went from kind of doing like what you love to like the business side of, 
making it in this industry and, and a career. And that was something that I wasn't used to because I'd always just performed for the love of it and not to make money or um, to market myself. It was, it was just a foreign world, but yeah, sort of you find your way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so basically with 16th street, did you then have the, I like the kind of idea of moving into film, like into filmmaking and SAE and everything. Cause we met at SAE. So I was just, did it go, did it come kind of hand in hand? Like, or were you, were you sure. just, it was just a random thing. It was, it was a kind of, yeah, a bit random. I, um, after finishing 16th Street, you know, you're just sort of trying to, once you finish any drama school, you just try and get as much work as you can. And I was just, yeah, trying to put myself out there. And um, a gig came up at SAE to uh, work as an actor um, with the student directors. You know, they wanted um, professional actors to come in so that you could uh, be on camera and the directors help the young directors kind of what to do and um I needed the money at the time and I absolutely put my hand up and said yeah great I'd I'd love to to come and do these workshops and yeah it was after a few times of actually being around the energy of filmmakers and actually learning the craft as I was there on set that's when I really started to kind of that niggle in the back of my head started being like, you could do this. Like you could come here and um, study this. And yeah, it gave me the confidence to, um, to try something new. And that's how I then decided to, to enroll at SAE and actually step behind the camera. Yeah. And how, how did you feel that like your experience was at SAE? Like, did you, get a lot out of it that you like more than you thought or was it kind of what you expected like just like go through the journey of that because I feel like people don't really know that side of it like the audience would just want to know what it's like going from acting to filmmaking like that transition yeah definitely um it was it was very interesting I think um the biggest like I got so much out of SA and I'm so grateful. Um, and I met people that I never thought I would. And um, I'm so grateful for those working relationships that I've, I've got from people. But at the start, it was a really big adjustment actually, because coming from drama schools um, and especially at 16th street, um, the training was very intense and the level of professionalism that we had to have, was very different to a uni environment. And so I kind of struggled a little bit with the lack of professionalism from some of the students, you know, where from actors like, you know, where, you know, we were, we were locked out of the studio if we were even like a minute late. Um, I remember getting like pens thrown at my head because I was like doing something wrong or like screamed at. And I'm not saying that any of that is good. Um, but it definitely made me, um, very, very like my work ethic was very strong. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, and some students at SA match that they're incredible, but then you've got lots of other students that kind of like, you're like, what are you even doing here? Um, you know, so I think that that was a little bit of a, like an adjustment for me to sort of come from, yeah, such a a strict kind of world 
um, where there's so much pressure on actors, which you would, you know, appreciate as well, um, to come in to kind of like, you know, the lecturers can only do so much, you know, if you put in a hundred percent, they will match you 100%. But I, and so that's why I got so much out of it because I, I brought so much and I wanted it so much and I, I worked, um, so much, but I guess if you are only in it like 50, 60%, then that's all you're going to get back. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally get that. I feel like I got a lot out of it too, but I knew, I know that in some of the trimesters I could have definitely done more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also came with the confidence too. Like I, I didn't pitch my ideas all that often yeah. because of the lack of confidence. But then, yeah, but then I also like when we did your film, like The Clock, like I was like there was no point in me pitching because I'm like I know that I liked your story. So I was like I knew that I of the projects that I wanted to be on and every time you pitched something I knew that I wasn't wanted to be on your team because I knew just how hard like you would work like a professional person. Thank you. That's that's kind. It's definitely yeah that confidence thing um yeah you've really got to you've got to back yourself and it's it's hard and I think it's something it's hard that actors um, struggle with you know I think there's this this there's this kind of this misconception that actors are really confident and they can walk into a room and they have this um this energy and yes we do but it I think deep down we're all very very insecure and we're all very um you know kind of scared and I think that yeah there is that kind of confidence level that you know what I'm just going to pitch my idea this is what I've written. This is what I've got. And yeah, you're, you're putting yourself out there to then be rejected. But I think that that comes hand in hand with any art industry. Um, but yeah, confidence is definitely something that you've got to learn over time to just have your own back and, and not take it personally. If your project isn't pitched that time, you know, you, you hear about the professionals and you hear about some of the biggest films that have been made and it's taken over 15 years to get the script picked up because no one wanted to touch it you know but they believed in it and I think that that's like that undying faith in your own worth that you've just got to got to have so um yeah it's definitely tricky yeah definitely and what I guess what would you say to someone that um is probably looking into film school now and is unsure like would you just say go for it like what would you say would you say that they need to be prepared about for anything or be prepared to not sleep um you will work every day oh yeah you do, you won't sleep very much but that that's the fun of it that's the most you know incredible thing is just seeing how much you can actually pull out oh sorry I don't know if you can hear my little no that's okay the background the editor um, would just get rid of it so you're good oh gosh um yeah, that's the most fun thing is like pushing yourself past the limits where you thought that like I've got nothing left in the tank and then you don't have a choice. <laughs> you've just got to keep going. You've got to keep creating. You've got to keep working. Um, I think that that's where like you really see how much you've got, you know, and that, that's actually really cool. But I think go for it. I think if there's any actors out there that are thinking about doing a film course, then absolutely go for it. Doing the film course made me a better actor and being an actor made me a better filmmaker. So if you're a filmmaker and you want to, you know, you're thinking about doing acting, go take some acting classes. I think that it all goes hand in hand. I think that 
people are so obsessed with putting us in a box like oh you're an actress or you're a director or you're a what cinematographer or whatever like you can't be all things but I think you can you can have different caps on your on your rack and I think that um yeah I don't see myself as um an actor or just a director you know or just a writer now I just see myself as a filmmaker that as an umbrella and you've got all these branches that will you know just get you so much more work and um yeah I say absolutely go for it there's no one way getting into the industry so why not just open as many doors as you can yeah of course and with that did you find that going to like film school did it help you with the kind of way you thought about the the industry as an actor in the sense like did it help you not think about as much about not having a manager and think things like that because you can create and you know how to create now Absolutely. I was definitely one of these actors who was obsessed with getting an agent and a manager and the amount of pressure that I put on myself as an actor when you walked on set. I thought if something went wrong, it must have been my my fault. Like if they had to do another take, I'd be like, oh my God, it was because me. I was so bad. I stuffed it up or, you know, where as soon as I started film school, I was like, oh my gosh, it had nothing to do with me. You know, I sort of, I was like, you can do another take for so many different reasons. And I I had just had no idea the language or the lingo that was used. And, you know, actors have their own language and then filmmakers have their own language. And I think a lot of the time, like just knowing that bridge just calms, you know, um, myself as an actor. But yeah, it's definitely taken the pressure off. You know, I've never worked so much as an actor being around filmmakers and being friends with filmmakers. I thought that you have to have an agent to get into this industry. And it's absolutely not true. You, that's a huge amount of pressure and it gives away all your power as an actor to somebody else. Like you are responsible for, for my fate. You are responsible for my career. Like, excuse my language, but F that, you know, like that's, that's not empowering at all. And I think that that's one of the biggest thing is becoming a filmmaker is how empowered I feel now as an artist versus when I was an actor. Yeah, definitely. I can connect to that as well because I I was the same. Like I'm like I'm paranoid about not having like a manager and things like that. So it's just interesting to to hear other actors say the same thing. Like when they when they've gone into like film school and coming out of that and how they think and their thought process now about the whole industry in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, like I know that when we were at SA, you took a lot of directing roles and things like that. So I just kind of wanted to know now that we're out of um, SA, have you been doing more directing? Like what's that like and what attracts you to directing? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like directing is what I'm good at. Um, that's why I think like I'm attracted to it and why I seem to get a lot of um, opportunities that involve that. But I've also fallen into a little bit of um, just acting coaching. That's kind of my two things that have come out of um, SAE is directing or, or coaching. And both I absolutely love because I love working with actors in, in different ways. So um with like coaching as well, it kind of takes the pressure off. Like, you know, I can just focus on the acting and I can just focus on the actors. Well, as a director, you know, you've just 
you've got to be across the board of it. And it's, you know, wonderful. And I thrive in that, that energy, but um, yeah, I'm definitely open to other roles, but I think directing is where like um, I'm best suited because I'm good at it. And I, yeah, did try other roles at SAE, but they stressed me out so much. Um, You know, I mean, producing is definitely something that I like as well. Um, But in terms of like operating a camera or anything like that, like, no, that's, I am. Yeah, (laughs) but with directing, um, do you find that you can direct actors pretty well because you come from, the acting background and that was like your first love kind of thing do you find that easier yeah I think it's just because like through the training you've worked like I've worked with so many actors and I've worked with so many different techniques and one of the biggest things is no actor is the same so you know you might get a director that has worked very closely with one technique and it might work for a few actors but then what, if, what happens once you get an actor that comes in and has never worked with that technique or well, that's just not how they kind of um, connect with a role, it limits you to how you can direct someone. So for me, just having that vast knowledge of different techniques and, and different actors and I can very, very quickly, like even in audition space or um, like what we had to do through COVID was over Zoom, I can very quickly pick like how an actor works and what they'll need um, from me, either as a director or as a coach. So, yeah, definitely. And that's why I, th- I say all the time, like if you want to be a director, go and sit in an acting class. You don't have to act if you don't want to, but just go and sit, like go see how different actors work, go see what the different language that's used. Um, because a lot of the, the time, you know, actors know what to do, especially if they're trained professionals, they know what they're doing. They just need a little bit of guiding. They need a little bit of love. They need a little bit of, or sometimes tough love, you yeah. know, they just need that like sort of guidance and, um, but yes, definitely having my background definitely helps. I, I'm, I think a lot of directors are scared of actors, but not me. I absolutely love the energy that a director and an actor can have together. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like well, just knowing you, I feel like you always had that natural ability to be a director, which is awesome to see that you're continuing that and now adding like um, acting, coaching and things like that, especially with your crazy, hectic schedule (laughs) as a mother now, which is so crazy because you started SAE and like, and then, you know, all of a sudden you just like, a mother and I'm like that's so that's so inspiring because I feel like this industry people put off their lives because they think oh I need to stop my life because 100% this is like this is it but it should not even be that it should be the total opposite because this industry is so like unpredictable you can't just stop your life until something comes along but how what's it like what if are you are you finding some struggles or have you kind of adjusted now with the industry as well as being a mother? Oh, I, I, oh and by the way, if you're listening, she had twins, so it's not like we're just going for one child. We've got <laughs> children. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, it's definitely been a learning curve, a steep one of that. Um, but I think that, the yeah, the best advice that I was ever given was actually from Carrie Armstrong. And one day in her class, she just said, don't ever put off having kids. And that just stuck with me so much. Um, I just, 
Yeah, I do. I have so many friends and family that have put off families for their career and there's nothing wrong with that. And if that's, you know, um, works for you, then, you know, that's amazing. But for me, like being a mom has always been a massive goal of mine and having a family. And um, I just, when it happened, it did happen a bit quicker than expected, (laughs) Um, but we sort of rolled with it. And then we learned that it was twins and then we just rolled with that. But um, I have to say that, yeah, I, I was surprised by the, by the industry. I was gearing myself up to be rejected. I thought, oh God, I'm pregnant. No one's ever going to take me seriously. Here I am directing, you know, um, good, which is, uh, the final trimester, our, um, capstone project. And I thought I was so nervous. I was so nervous to tell the lecturers and, um, you know, the crew and everyone. Cause I just thought, oh, they're all just going to look at me differently now. And the complete opposite ha- happened, you know, uh, to my amazement, everyone was just so supportive and they still are, you know, um, the acting community, not so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's one thing I've, I've definitely found that, you know, when they found out that I was pregnant, they sort of thought my life was over. Um, and they haven't really it's been too well. It's actually sad. I mean, yeah, definitely. I think that that, again, it's just like this old school thing that, you know, we're just trying to break out of and, but uh, yeah, the filmmakers have just been incredible. And, you know, even through COVID, um, which has kind of been a blessing because I was able to just be a mum and, you know, things were on Zoom. And at first I was trying to hide the girls. Like, I, you know, didn't know what to do. And I sort of would do everything in my power to keep them quiet. And then everyone just was like, what are you doing? Like, we want to see them. And um, then I just started becoming a little bit more unapologetic that I'm a mum. And I'm trying to, you know, create as well at the same time. And I think that I just, yeah, I don't, my advice to people is just like, don't wait. If, if that's something that's like really um, important to you, then absolutely don't wait. I think that becoming a mom has just changed my whole world, but in such a way that I'm so much more grounded now as an artist and, you know, how are we supposed to create art or, you know, um, live art as an actor if we're not living life ourselves, you know, I, I, I have friends that are just, they're very, very dedicated to being an actor, but that's all they do is just live and breathe being an actor. But in that process, they're just shutting themselves off from the world and it's actually shutting them down as an artist. Like I now look at them and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I would not cast you in my film because you're so shut down because you're not actually going out and living life to a balance you know you have to have balance and I think that that's the biggest thing that I'm still trying to learn and still trying to put into my own life especially because the girls are so little and um balance is very very uh tipsy at the moment but um yeah it's 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 starting to get a little bit better which is good yeah and that's awesome that you have a community that support you like even if it's not necessarily like the acting community or where you thought you'd get the support from in the industry, like it's just awesome that you have that there because I like the power of collaboration is everything. And if you're collaborating with someone, then that's kind of half the workload given to someone else and you can also concentrate on being a mother and also 
doing your workload and what things you need to do to like develop a project. So really awesome. It just comes back to that like coat rack, you know, just because I've had to put down my, you know, filmmaking hat for a little bit while I was, you know, um, with the girls when they were first born, doesn't mean that that hat then just got thrown out in the bin. It didn't disappear. It's just still, you know, hanging on the coat rack. And now I've, you know, added mum as another hat to the coat rack and you just pick them up when you need to, you know? So I think that that's like my biggest advice is like, please don't be scared of like being able to do it all. I, I reject the notion that you can't be, you know, a good mum if you're a career woman or you can't be a good career woman if you're a mum. It's just, it's absolutely old thinking. And if you, it's just old trauma that we've all, you know, sort of know in the industry, but it doesn't have to be like that. It really doesn't. Definitely. And so my last question to like conclude everything, because it, it flows, it's going to flow nicely in the back of the motherhood conversation is mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in five years time like if you were to dream or have what where do you see yourself that's a it's a really good question I I almost like dread these these questions when um you know it feels like it's a question that everyone asks you in like high school like oh where are you going to be by 25 and then 25 hits around you're like I have no idea what I'm doing with my life um and I kind of feel like yeah the same as like there's so much pressure on time, especially like, you know, I'm turning 30 this year and I know a lot of my, my mates are as well. And I'm just hoping that in five years time that I'm happy. I I hope that I am, you know, the projects that I'm working on at the moment in the pre-production stages and the very, very early script writing stages that they're coming to, to life. And I'm hoping that maybe by then um, maybe they might be up on the big screen, who knows, but I think that it's just like, as long as I'm happy and when I'm happy, I'm either with my family or I'm working on a project. Um, but yeah, I, I take the, the time pressure off. I think we're obsessed with time in this industry that you have to be so-and-so um, and dot, dot, dot by 30 or 35 or 40. And I just, I, again, it's another one of those things that I just try to just relax and breathe and be like, no, 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 I, I've got all the time in the world and I can just, you know, take my time with projects and, and all of that sort of thing. So, but hopefully, yeah, in five years time, um, I've directed my first feature. Let's say that. Yeah. That's a good, that's, that's a good a, goal. That's a good goal. That's a good yeah. thing to achieve. And I think definitely you'll, you'll definitely achieve that. You're so, you're, you're determined. You're a determined person. And I know, I know that because I, you know, I've worked with you, even if it's in a student in a student capacity it's it's still working with someone so you get to you get to know people especially like when you're a student you get to know the work ethic oh absolutely absolutely I think you see them like more in their raw state because we're all just about to like you know yeah. we're away from a nervous breakdown during uni yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly but basically with this podcast I always at the end of each conversation um I, I want the guests to raise awareness to something. It can be anything, um, whether it's a condition or just something in the industry, anything that you, you feel comfortable with raising awareness to or bringing up. Um, yeah, I kind of just leave it to you guys to do it because I feel like it's very important 
to raise awareness to something because I never know who's listening to this and yeah. what they have in their lives in their lives or what what struggles they have so yeah do you have anything that you want to raise awareness to oh definitely where do I start (laughs) um but maybe the most important that's at the forefront of my mind at the moment because um the short film that we're trying to get out hopefully into the film um, festival circuit later this year and next year um, is about FGM, so female genital mutilation. It's something that a lot of people feel really uncomfortable with even uh, saying, let alone um, going and sort of doing some research on. But through COVID, the spikes have just gone through the roof. Um, you know, they say now by 2030 that another 2 million girls in Australia will go um under this procedure and it's just um it is something that's happening here in australia and i think that we should be very very aware of it um they also say that like one i think um or 11 girls every day are at risk of fgm in australia and that's because of the pandemic and because of the lockdowns now here in australia we're doing you know amazing with coronavirus um and it's definitely like a place where we can um start to sort of live our lives a little bit more normally which is good but for some people it's not normal what we know is normal is absolutely um not normal for somebody else so please if you want to go and research research um fgm in australia it's happening here and we do need to talk about it and uh yeah amazing thank you so much for raising awareness to fgm and thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy busy life the podcast i'm i've been so excited to have you on here because i know like we haven't seen each other in a while and i finished my capstone ended up finishing it before you but which is actually devastating because we were all such a good group and then when it kind of everyone kind of split up it was it's kind of annoying because i was like oh like it was um it was sad to finish with different people but it was also like I got to see you guys do yours like when I was in LA, which is awesome because I feel like the short film that you guys did was just, it just looked um, like it looked amazing just from the still shots and everything like that, which I'm still yet to see. I don't know. Can anyone see good or? Um, not the moment because we're, we'll try and get into festival. So we're, um, yeah, not doing any uh, public screenings, but yeah, I'll definitely let you know when it's, um, going to be hitting the circuits yeah amazing well yeah thank you again and i wish you the best of luck with everything no thank you so much and uh, i apologize for the girls screaming in the background but that's that whole uh balancing (laughs) that's life that's you being life (laughs) yeah amazing thank you so much and i'll hopefully speak to you soon absolutely thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to this Let Me Talk episode. Please subscribe and leave a review below. We can't wait for you to listen in on more exciting conversations with all our upcoming guests. If you have any specific requests on any guests that you want to hear from, please follow our Instagram at letmetalk underscore podcast and leave a message in the inbox or comment on a recent post. Thank you.